Good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Year. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, about 12 or 13 years ago, my wife and I were visiting uh, some relatives that live approximately 12, 13 miles outside of Tucson, Arizona. And the couple of evenings that we sat on the back patio at night, my wife and I were absolutely amazed. When, you look, when we looked up to the sky, we saw stars. I mean, stars like we have never seen before. I mean, you can look up to the sky here, and with all the stuff coming, you know, with all the, 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 some of the pollution, and then certainly even with the lights and everything that, that come from the city and the surrounding area, you really don't get a real good view of the beauty of the stars and the sky that's there. But literally, we would look up, and there were thousands of stars to be able to see. And my wife and I were just in awe and amazement. Now, our aunt, who'd been living there for a number of years, looked up and says, yeah, there's stars. You know, she's been there for quite a while. But it was like, it was truly, it was very enjoyable. And it was actually from, it was unexpected. We didn't expect that to occur. So I think it's wonderful for us to talk about stars. And that's what we hear about today. In the ancient world, there was the belief that when a king was born, a new star would appear in the sky. That was an ancient belief. And so, we see this star that led the Magi to Bethlehem to the Christ child. And by description of this star, this star was bright and big and kept moving to show the way to Jesus Christ. Now, no other star that had been observed in the past for any kings that were born ever did that. So what we can interplay with this is that this magnificent star, the most magnificent that had ever been seen, is symbolizing that the king of kings has been born to the world. That's what the nativity is. It's Jesus being born in the flesh. And if you really go back into, and even probably now, and again, I I can't speak well for that, but I know historically, people that would travel the oceans and all the waterways, it wasn't the sun and the moon that guided them, it was stars in the sky. They knew how to follow these stars and to recognize them and, and to where these stars would lead them to. So I think it's very important for us to consider, again, stars and this star of Bethlehem and what it can mean for all of us. Now, I think, you know, the star itself, since it was a guiding star and brought people to Jesus, to this Christ child, and that's what the Magi were. The Magi represent all the world that other than those that were Jewish at the time. Uh, we have no idea how many were there. They say three. They don't know that for sure because there were three gifts that are mentioned. 
gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There's some other tradition that says that maybe there were 12 magi that came, representing not only 12 tribes of Israel, but the 12 apostles to be. Again, nobody knows that for sure. And you only hear of the magi in the Gospel of Matthew. The other three Gospels do not mention the Magi visiting the Christ child. But again, the Magi represents the entire world of people, the entire populace that is now coming to this King of Kings. This King that was born, wasn't just born for the Hebrew nation, Israel and Judah, but was born for the entire world. There's a painting painted by an unknown artist many years ago. And the painting shows a solitary figure rowing a boat at night across what appears to be, when you look at the picture, an endless sea. Off in the distance is just a single solitary star shining in the night light or in the night sky. And when you look at this picture, the impression that comes to mind is that if this boatman ever loses that star, he's lost. He wouldn't know where to go. Well, I think that painting can say that to, about us, about that star. What we could say about the hope and the guidance of that star if we ever lose that star, we are lost. Without the star, the world is lost. Without that star, there is no hope in the world. Without that star, the human race is doomed. Now let's look at this practically now, in the year 2016, as we begin this new year. If we look at the star and for what it meant to the Magi in this Gospel reading and for what the star was for that boatman in that picture, that star is a symbol of hope for the world. And how does that affect us? Well, it means you and I, we must be the stars that shine bright in the darkness of the world today. For today Jesus is not found in the town of Bethlehem in Judea. But Jesus is found in the hearts and the minds and the lives in which he lives. His followers his believers. Again, you and I are the stars in the darkness of our world today, pointing the way to Jesus Christ. And we can even look as we progress a little further into the New Testament and St. Paul, particularly in the book of the Philippians, St. Paul in his letter to the Philippians exhorts all Christians, you 
shine like the stars in the sky. And as we look in Matthew a little further and in the, the, the Sermon on the Mount, we hear Jesus saying, You are the light of the world. Your light must shine before others so that they, others can see the goodness that you are and give glory to God your Father. So, every time you and I forgive someone who has treated us unjustly, a light shines in the darkness of our world and points to the way of Jesus. Every time we open the doors of our hearts to the lonely, the homeless, those that feel hopeless, those that live in despair, those that live in hunger, those that are ill, a light shines in the darkness of the world. And again, it points the way to Jesus. Every time we put a pillow under someone's head or we tuck in with love a child in bed at night, whenever we offer someone good advice, tenderness, a handshake, a hug, a kiss, understanding, forgiveness, a star lights again in this dark world and points the way to Jesus Christ. This Feast of Epiphany invites us to ask ourselves, all of us, to what extent are we turning on lights in this darkened world and lighting the way to Jesus Christ? It's not just the story about the star of Bethlehem that lit up the darkness of the ancient world and pointed the way to Jesus. It's also a story about you and me becoming stars in the darkness of the world and leading other people, other magi, to Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate this weekend. It is the hope of Christmas. And you know, that makes us gifts to the world. And most of the world in Europe offer gifts on the Feast of the Epiphany, not Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. You know, I wonder, when we refurbish and renew the parish here soon, and you're going to be able to look up to the ceiling of this church and you're going to see this blue sky with all these painted shiny stars in the ceiling of this church. What a great reminder that would be for all of us when we come in here that the bright stars that we see in the ceiling of this church really represent you and me. To the world when we leave this church.
So how about we ask ourselves, how much light were we to the world in the year 2015? And look and say, maybe how much brighter and more light we will be to the world in 2016. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace.